Hey y'all. Hey guys. What's up y'all? It's The Link Up. It's Raina, Jasmine, and Lauren. It's The Link Up, the podcast created for the Melanated Millennials maneuvering our way through life. Hey. How you guys doing? Child, I'm cold. Freezing. I am freezing. And you're freezing for a reason. <laughs> yes. We are in Detroit, in the D. Hey. It's so cold in the D. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> It's so sad that literally when I got off my plane, mm-hmm. that's what I was singing. Yo, literally. when did that? When did that even come out? Was that when we were like an undergrad? Because it's been stuck in my head forever. I feel like I don't remember. It's it may have years. been law school. I think it's like Detroit's like. Whoa. Is that their anthem? <laughs> it, it's like every person that I meet from Detroit is so embarrassed by that. By it, <laughs> right, right, right. Like they wish that they could honestly erase Undo that it. video yeah. and bury it. It wasn't even just the song though; it was the music video that. Oh, was it was with the it. video. It was so bad. It was the video. I loved the video. I loved it. I think it's very fitting. I loved it. I think it's very fitting it's for Detroit. Honest. I I like Detroit a lot though. I love that Detroit is very black. <laughs> I appreciate it. I feel Including like it's a, the Uber driver. It's a different, for sure. <laughs> it's a different type of black, though, from like Atlanta. Yeah. Like Detroit is more like, oh no, we're black and it's fine. Like, and I'm going to wear my purple suit and it's fine and I'm going to have my glasses on. Like, I love that. I love yeah, that. I culture. don't care that it's nighttime. My no, glasses I'm are suitable. Wearing, I love it. It's, that the, video, it's the D. Like, it encompasses the D. Yes. Me. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. I love it. It's fitting. Like, it's, it's so like, I love her. I love everything about it. So yeah. we are in Detroit, y'all freezing but loving it having a great time we had an amazing time last night it's always good catching up it's it felt like it had been forever it had been it was it's been a a year literally a couple if not two well january was a full year right so january 2020 was really 37 months so beyond a year i mean i don't know right i'm exhausted still it's like oh wow it's still 2020 (laughs) (laughs) okay well i'm happy that you guys are here we're all together yes Yes, we have a great episode that's coming up it is our 24th episode yes Yes. so we've decided to dedicate this episode completely to the goat the mamba the legend kobe bryant it makes sense i mean uh his death was so untimely. I know it's been a couple weeks now, but the effects are still lingering. Yeah. We still feel these effects. And so I think that this is a great idea to just talk about his life, his legacy, his family, what his impact was on us, on the culture, and really just go into it. So let's kick it off, you guys. Where were y'all whenever you heard the news? I was at brunch. Um, my boyfriend and I had just went to church and we were at brunch wrapping up and Ryan looked down on his phone and, you know, every guy has like the group chat with their bros. And so in his basketball group chat, they sent over the TMZ link and we were like, okay, this is a joke. No, like fake news. Like we went, we even had this long conversation about like people do too much. Like, why would you play with this man's death? Like he's absolutely not dead like he was just sweet last night you know i thought it was fake the whole time it wasn't until like 
6 p.m. that night that I was like, okay, I guess this is real. I really was like waiting for somebody to say terrible joke or they were able to save him and the family and all the families that were affected. Like, right. I really thought that there was going to be some sort of bright news at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. I didn't believe it either. That's why I didn't really find out until later that night because I saw it. But y'all know Instagram and Twitter kills everyone. Right. And so I was like, people like same thing you had, Jazz. Like people play too much. Like yeah. I'm not even saying I like didn't even give it any energy I just started going about my day Mm -hmm. and then like then I start then by that night though like you said it was everywhere and I was like oh my god like you know how you're in a shock and you're like how do you respond to this because like as we've already revealed I'm not a big basketball person but it was like the energy that was like to me across the country just like the feeling that I had it was just such a sense of sadness and I think it is just a testament to what a dynamic person that he was for the fact that everyone's energy to be shifted whether they were big with basketball or not just to have like this like it was just this somber spirit for a while Mm -hmm. it's just crazy to me yeah for sure I mean he was a living legend. Like, you know, like he was literally, like he was iconic in, in so many ways. And I think what um, the impact of his death really highlighted was his significance that extended beyond the court, mm-hmm. right? And it was like, obviously, we all know that Kobe was a phenomenal player, arguably one of the best that we've ever seen. Um, and that's all great right and that's all cool but it was definitely the person that he was his character the great deeds that he did his family commitment and all the other amazing attributes that he carried that really left the sting Mm -hmm. in his passing Mm -hmm. yeah and the thing about it is I just don't really feel like and maybe because like like I said I'm not a big basketball person so I was not really like honing in on all the things that he was doing but now it just I think all the news that's like spread about all the stuff that he did to contribute to the community what he did for so many kids and a lot of reasons why people didn't know about it was because they said like his people were like well whenever he does this he doesn't do PR with it like it's always very behind the scenes and then like even seeing videos with him and his little girls just seeing what a loving like devoted father that he was I really feel like for I don't know if I was put out there as much as it like could have been. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was, like I said, maybe I just wasn't like really focused on that or, you know, anything dealing with basketball, but just all these amazing stories and videos and things that he he's done for people and, and how he has helped people and guided people. Like, I just felt like that wasn't out there as much as I feel like it could have been. Mm-hmm. When everybody has been like showing all these like old interviews mm-hmm. of like Kobe and I remember one of the interviews, I forget who he was speaking to, but he was talking about, you know, why he takes the helicopters and he was taking helicopters to spend more time with his children. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just so crazy to me that, you know, he died doing what he loves most, being a dad, like being with his children. Yeah. That is just so mind blowing that he would have such an untimely death doing what he loves to do the most. Yeah. Be a dad. Yeah. I was reading a, a tweet that said it's even just more mind-blowing whenever celebrities die because, in a sense, we think that they're immortal. Mm-hmm. Like, we think that they're walking around, nothing's going to happen to them. And whenever they die, it just 
puts it into perspective that, you know, we can all die any day. Yeah. We can be gone at any moment. Yeah. And you really do have to value life and value the moments that you have on this earth with your loved ones. Right. It really puts your life in, back into perspective. Yeah. For sure. But in the backdrop of all of that, there's still so much to gain from this situation, you know, and mm -hmm. it really makes me personally just reflect on life and how I'm living my life, how I'm treating people, how I'm pursuing purpose, just in general on an everyday basis, how am I treating life? Yeah. Yeah. Because of, of what you said about how precious it, it truly is right. and, and how we can often just really take it for granted. And so the main thing that I began reflecting on was just legacy. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I think that all of the comments and reflections about Kobe's passing, it just all points to his legacy. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the cool thing about it is that legacy isn't something that's reserved only for people that are doing something at a grand scale like Kobe Bryant in his professional basketball career. And he was who he was. Legacy is something that we are all creating on an everyday basis in every moment, no matter who we are, who, we, who we're not. Mm -hmm. When we pass, because we will, there will be a legacy associated with our name. And, right? we're, and we're responsible for what that legacy for what is. That, for what that looks like, right? Yeah. And so for me, it made me just think about, okay, so what will be my legacy, yeah. right? Like, so if I were to go to there tomorrow, how will I be remembered? Right. And if we wake up with that at the top of our mind on a day-to-day -day basis, it can really shape how we make decisions, you know, right. how yeah. we treat people, that's how we the, treat situations. How you treat people. Like, that's yeah, such like, a big thing. You don't have to, you don't have to be this wealthy, like you said, famous person to leave um, any sort of legacy. Mm -hmm. You know, people remember people that were just nice. Yeah. And your legacy starts day one. Yeah. And so what is the legacy that we're going to leave behind? Like, mm -hmm. this is a time to start. There's no reason to wait or delay. And if you feel like you haven't built a legacy yet or your legacy is unclear, let's start building it right now. Because like you said, everyone is going to go at yeah. some time. Yeah. And there's no time like the present. And time is so precious that it's time to go now. And I feel that sometimes people think that if it's not on a big scale, they don't need to do it. Right. And that's... And I... And, you can do stuff on very small scales and be just as dynamic. You can go read to kids, you know what I mean? You don't have to you don't have to buy a whole school a new library, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you can yeah. you can volunteer some of your time by reading to kids, mentoring the kids, or yeah. just one. You know, if you impact if you change the path of one child, like that's still amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can create a legacy within your means. Creating a legacy doesn't revolve around money if you don't have money. I Absolutely. Mean, Mother Teresa, did she have money? I don't know, but I'm assuming not. I'm saying no. But like I'm saying, you don't have to be rich to have a legacy. Yeah, because think about the, our conversations about Kobe, right? Mm -hmm. We're not talking about his cars. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about his right. his homes, mm -hmm. which I'm sure he had many, and I'm sure they were all beautiful and amazing. Like what we're talking about about him has nothing to do with the material possessions that he was able to acquire. What we're talking about is how great of a family man he was, right? How great of a person he was, how great of a brother, teammate, how great of a human he was, the things that he did in his free time and how he prioritized helping people and serving others and his different philosophies all those things are free yeah mm -hmm. like all those things are free and are accessible to anybody mm -hmm. yeah you know what I'm saying no matter how 
big or larger your platform is, use what's in your hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It just kind of all wraps around for me as I think about Kobe and his legacy and just how important it is. And I really challenge everyone, including myself, to start thinking more about that on a day-to-day basis as you approach your days, as you approach situations, as you approach decisions. Think about what your legacy is. How is this decision going to continue to narrate my legacy? Yeah. So at the top of each day, okay, how can this day contribute to the legacy that I want to leave? Say I wake up and I'm having a bad day. Let me turn this day around because Mm -hmm. every day is important. Right. And every day, like you said, you can contribute to your legacy. So let's not waste a day on nonsense Mm -hmm. and pettiness because you still have your life. You still have opportunity to contribute to other people's happiness. Turn your day around. Yeah. What are some favorite Kobe quotes? I mean, I know there've been a lot in the the news lately. Is there anything that stands out to you guys that really resonates with you? One that I've always seen and I've always tried to follow by is whenever he said, "If you're afraid to fail, then you're probably going to fail." Mm. That quote, I love it because it's true. If you're afraid to fail, you're probably going to fail. Why are you focusing your mind on failure? Yeah. We need to be focusing your mind on success. The mind is funny, and you can fail and do poor things without even realizing it because that's where your mind is focused. Mm-hmm. I just love that quote because it just further reminds me, let me focus my mind on the space of faith and mm-hmm. focus my mind on success, and that's how I'm going to be driven and achieve my goals. Yeah. Not this negative energy, and I just think that that quote says it all in two sentences yeah because it's like those things can't coexist right they can't like where faith where faith is fear shouldn't be and where fear is faith isn't present so they can't occupy the same space at the same time yeah so that is that's fire when i was looking up uh kobe bryant quotes a lot of what he said it to me it just a lot of it resonated because of how much like he believed in himself and it was this one quote where he says i don't want to be the next michael jordan i only want to be kobe bryant and like the reason that resonated with me because he was telling people like you can be the best you like don't focus on being other people focus Mm -hmm. on what you want to do what you want to achieve what you want to be successful at like don't look at someone else's success and try to emulate that because your own success can be so dynamic if you believe in yourself yeah and I think that to me what was so powerful by like even watching some of his interviews was like and we always talk about like the power of the tongue but like how much he believed in himself. And I think he believed in himself so much he had he forced others to believe in him. Yeah. And because he always thought those very positive things, like I, there's no other option. Like I'm going to be successful. Like that's all he thought about. Because mm-hmm. that's all he thought about. That's all he, like when he practices, like it's no, I'm not, I can't fail. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not even thinking about failure. I'm only thinking about success. So that's the only thing that he really allowed to occupy his mind and his space. And I think that that attributed a lot to why he was so dynamic of a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so relevant in the culture that we live in today because we do live in such a comparison-heavy world in society right now. And so even for him, like you said, to make that statement, like, I'm not trying to be the next Michael Jordan. I'm trying to be the next Kobe. The one quote that I really liked, um, it's kind of lengthy, so stay with me. But he said, I have self-doubt. I have insecurity. I have a fear of failure. I have nights when I show up at the arena and I'm like, my back hurts, my feet hurt, my knees hurt. I don't have it. I just want to chill. We all have self-doubt. You don't deny it, but you also don't capitulate to it. You embrace it. Immediately when I read it, it's just like I heard Kobe saying, do it anyway, right? Like we all have fear, you know, fear moments. We all have 
self-doubt moments. We all have these moments of insecurity. But you have to do it anyway, whatever that it is for you, whether for him, you know, it was him showing up to play basketball Mm -hmm. every day. For you, it may be you showing up to your workplace. It may be you showing up for yourself in an emotional or spiritual way. It may be you following a dream that you've always had. But this quote really solidifies that we all struggle with it, right? Like we all have these moments. It's all a journey for everyone. But it's really those who do it anyway, who do it in spite of the fear, in spite of the insecurity, in spite of the self-doubt, in spite of the lack of resources or whatever the excuse may be. It's the people that do it anyway and and embrace it, like Kobe Mm -hmm. said, you know. And so that was just super confirming for me because it's so easy to think about or look at people on a platform such as Kobe's and just think it, man, this is, of course, he said it's, you know, easier. Of course, he's doing it that way. He's Kobe Bryant yeah. or he, you know, this person is that person. So it's like, of course, it's fine for him or her. But it's like, no, those people are human just like you. And guess what? They had to make those same decisions just as we have to make every day, whether or not we should go for it with it or not, whether or not we should choose fear or faith, whether or not we should choose self-confidence or lack of confidence. Those people are having to make those same decisions, but it's how they're making those decisions that's the reason why we even know those people because they've decided to do it any way. Mm-hmm. So, right. No, I yeah. agree because like how you said, I think sometimes, and Rainy, you said this too earlier, when we look at celebrities, it's like we don't look at them as if they're normal people. Like everyday, like real people. And so whenever we have those different struggles, we're like, oh, well, they don't have those because they're famous. You know, mm-hmm. like, and, and that's what that quote is saying. He's like, I have times where I don't feel, I don't want to do that. I don't wake mm-hmm. up wanting to do this every day. But if I'm going to be the best, I need to be able to push myself. And so that can resonate with anybody. There's a lot of times where we don't feel like doing things. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of times we don't feel like going to work or feel like reading that extra book or feel like, you know, learning something new. But that can help us perfect our craft. So do it anyway. Get up. Yeah. Do it anyway. <laughs> what I really honestly love the most about Kobe is how he's such a strong family man. Yeah. It's so amazing and to see somebody who was so loving of his daughters mm-hmm. and so there for his family. To be able to spend that time with your family is so notable. Like yeah. I can't even wrap my head around it and how he was just so happy to have these daughters. And you know, you always think like, oh, he must want a son to be his legacy and like yeah. carry the Bryant name because you know that's what sons do. But he was so happy to have girls. He talked about that on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Yeah. Because like Jimmy he was telling Jimmy Kimmel that somebody kind of came up to him and was like, you know, oh I'm sorry, you know you sad you don't have a boy, like you know, to kind of carry on the name. Mm-hmm. And he said she was right there and she was like, he don't need no boy. I got this. <laughs> you could tell he was so proud of her because she's like yeah. she got this like what do what do I need to have a boy for like my daughter can carry my legacy and she so, had his mentality like, yeah. in all of like their yep. like interactions her just practicing on the court when we see all these videos she was Lil Kobe mm-hmm. and it was so beautiful and their relationship was just so beautiful that yeah the whole hashtag a couple weeks ago girl dad oh, that's what I was going to talk about yeah, I love the fact that. because I feel like you know a lot of times when it comes to fathers black men get a bad rep you mm-hmm. know and it's crazy because so like for us we're all like daddy's girls yeah. and so what I loved about that is like 
you were able to see black men with their daughters. Yeah. And they're like, you know, I'm I'm a proud girl dad. I don't need like, you know, I don't yeah. have to have any boys. Like yeah. I love my girl. My girl's about <laughs> to kill it. Right. And yeah. so I think it put just a whole it just showed that 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 narrative that they like to put out there that fathers are not present or, you know, either just and how, you know, black men in regards to even having daughters, like it completely changed that narrative. And I right. loved going on social media and seeing all these men like I'm a girl dad. I was proud crying. of it. I was crying. I Every post, it. I was I like, loved it. oh, girl dad, yeah. girl dad. Yeah. I was so emotional yeah. behind it. I'm about to get emotional now thinking yeah. about it. It was just so cute. It's so beautiful. And beautiful. Yeah. And it's like, yes, these present fathers. Like, it's a lot of dad. them. <laughs> right. Like, let's change this narrative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys think that we can implement the mama mentality in our day-to-day lives? Stop making excuses. Stop mm-hmm. making excuses. Stop focusing yeah. on failure. Focus yeah. on success. Yeah. Stop procrastinating. Like, get up and yeah. like do it anyway. Do it anyway. Like, you don't, you do don't it. feel like it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You want to hit the snooze button? Get up. <laughs> what would we do? Yeah. What would Kobe do? Get up. Kobe would tell yeah. you to get your bond up. Yeah. That that's deep. I was trying to think about something else. Um, but I think, I think, his death really encourages me to live with intention mm-hmm. every single day you know and really like you said Raina about like the whole wasting time thing like every day is a moment mm-hmm. like every day you're adding a, a page to your book and there are no insignificant you. days yeah <laughs> and, and unless you make them yeah, yeah right and so it's like you literally have the power in your pen of your actions to really write your story that day and add to your legacy in that day. So for me, I think living with intention really will be what I will take from the the Mamba mentality and, and, and living a life of excellence. I feel like Kobe was very committed to excellence mm-hmm. in all that he did, whether it's him being him, him being a father or him being um, a basketball player, he was committed to excellence. He was, yeah. he was, arguably the greatest you know so I will definitely try to keep that more at the forefront of the things that I'm doing and and keep that mamba mentality I can't wait till I have my own family and I want a family like the Bryant family for real like he is so busy he lives his famous life he's a basketball player they play 80 games during the season you're still making time we're lawyers we're very busy all the time I'm gonna have to figure it out and make time for my family Mm -hmm. and it's possible if I see this man doing it I can obviously do it there's no excuses not to be there for your family so that really is inspiring that one day whenever I do have a family and hopefully it's a big family I'll be able to dedicate myself in the same way Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it just reminds me too just to like love people while they're here Mm. and like cherish every moment you have with all of your loved ones Mm -hmm. because I don't think we do that and I know we said that earlier but it's just like and I thought about like even when I went to go see my my parents or I just stopped by their office and I was just like sitting in there talking to them and I was like I need to value this time. Yeah. Like, this mm-hmm. is so important. For sure. Mm-hmm. Just being in their presence because mm-hmm. right now they're here. Who's to say what's happening tomorrow or yeah. next week or a year from now? This is the stuff that I need to remember and cherish. Yeah. Whenever we were looking up Kobe quotes, I did see a quote that he said about his parents. And he said, my parents are my backbone, still are. They're the only group that will support you, even if you score zero or you score 40. And... 
that's just hilarious to me because you know how fans are. Fans will Ooh, stab you in the back in two seconds. Yes. Right. But your family, your family's always going to be there riding for you. Your mm-hmm. parents, yep. they're like, you know, good job, baby. Good job. And like valuing your parents, the ones who taught you the way, the ones who would probably instill that Mamba mentality mm-hmm. in him. But that just goes to even further show the value of family and how he's such oh, a family yeah. man. Because your family's going to be there. Like he said, whether you score nothing or you or as many points in a game as you can like they they're going to be right there and they're going to love <laughs> yep. you regardless Absolutely. and they, if you don't if you don't score anything they want somebody to say something to you fans will be ready to burn <laughs> your jersey yes. off one game <laughs> off of one game Yo, but you know how they how fans are we they, went to LSU fans they are so will, disrespectful they will be Yo, fans oh they, my gosh they're out of line one day, like one day they love you oh don't don't throw an interception at a game. Not even one day, like mid-game. Mid-game. Like, they're done. Mid-game, they will done. change up on you so quick. They will walk out. But your parents, your family, they gonna be in the stands Riders. still, wearing to your the, jersey. To the end of the game. Clapping. <laughs> it's okay, baby. It's okay. Because you, you gave it, it your all. You gave it and your all. And that's legit all that matters to them. Fans, you can't give it your all. You have to win. <laughs> or we're not messing with you. <laughs> so, I really did like that. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Well, rest in power. Kobe Bean Bryant rest in power and I'm just so thankful for his life and his legacy and what this all has taught us and reminded us of and I really do think that the world is and will be a better place if we take on that Mamba mentality absolutely absolutely well guys we're gonna head out and you know what we're about to do eat Get some food. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. It's snowing right now in Detroit. So, you know, I'm I'm layered all the way up, okay? I'm not used to this type of stuff. Like three shirts on. (laughs) I literally have look, I have on You do a black turtle. Oh, you really do have layers on. I have on an undershirt, I have on a black turtleneck, and then I have on this. No wonder you were so hot getting ready. You got sixteen articles of clothing. And leather. Okay, last thing I Funny story about me and Lears. I've actually passed out in the Mall of America, Minnesota, <laughs> I when I was in that. high school. I shouldn't have laughed at that. I'm so sorry. Because of Lears. Because of Lears. Because my grandmother was so serious about us having on undershirts. And it was time for me to go to Minnesota. And my grandmother, Misha, had like long johns and all this stuff. Girl, I was so layered up. I was in that Mall of America. I was so excited about the three level forever 21 this is again i'm in high school forever 21 she just started popping okay i have to make that clear i had on my coat kept my coat on i literally walked in like oh my gosh got to work okay i'm walking to the checkout line with my coat on and my layers a ton of clothes in my hand next thing you know i was on the freaking floor i looked up the paramedics were in my face. Pull her up, pull her up. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, did I go to heaven? What is happening? <laughs> did I pass? Like, it was so insane. So I hate anything like that. So as soon as I realized what was happening, I hopped up immediately. Girl hopped up too fast, back on the ground, passed out again. What? But then it was fine. I just got up and then I purchased my clothes and then I left. But my thing is, why would you wear all those layers again? Like, I know. You, put you, us still, <laughs> you still wearing layers. You I didn't know. learn your lesson. I did not learn my lesson. I just, you I clearly don't like passed to be out cold. easily. I do like to be like, cold. Uh, <laughs> send this girl back Lord, to the South. No. Bring her back to New Orleans. South me, uh-uh. please. Because yes. South me, please. Can't I, be obviously, I can't handle it. A little There's breeze. No middle ground. A little for breeze. She wearing 15 layers and passing out. Literally. Okay. Send this girl back to the South. No, I know. It's a thing. So, y'all, I'm going to probably take one layer off. 
as we move. Um, Why don't we take the floor length coat off? Let's <laughs> <laughs> start with the floor length coat. Because <laughs> you're the cold. only one with the coat on still. I am cold. You are what the only one with do? your coat still on. Yo, they got me in here freezing. Okay, so I'll holler at y'all when I get back to New Orleans. I'll Bye. Hope I don't pass out. See y'all later. Have an amazing day. We love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.